Welcome to the Write, Sell, Succeed podcast, where it's all about the message you convey that compels your customers to pay. And now, here's your host, Gloria Rand. Welcome to Write, Sell, Succeed. I am Gloria Rand, your host of the podcast. And today I am delighted to have you with us because I am going to be sharing an interview that I recorded uh, recently with Nicolette Barrett. She is an awesome person. She's a career development strategist, uh, expert resume writer, interview prep coach, and speaker. And she's also the owner of IROC Resumes, Academy of Professional Depth development. And Nicolette is, this is going to be an awesome interview because she's just a delight to talk to, but I want to just share a little bit uh, more about her and why I thought she'd be great for the podcast today. So Nicolette specializes in helping struggling career professionals land the job of their dreams and create a career they love even when they think they can't or don't have what it takes. So she started this company out of a love and passion for helping others succeed in their quest to have a fulfilling career. And she is literally one of the best in the file of career development with hundreds of happy and successful clients to her credit. And she's been in corporate America for over 24 years and over 14 years in leadership. So she knows firsthand what it takes to navigate the career maze and win. And she's been writing, revising, revamping resumes, cover letters, professional bios, employee career profiles, and also LinkedIn profiles, which is also one of the things that we're going to be chatting about here in a little bit. Um, so she's been doing that for all of this type of uh, things for 18 years. She's done seminars and workshops, and she is just a, a great uh, wealth of resources for uh, information. So um, what I started asking her about when we got started here is frankly, why it is so important to have a good professional bio and LinkedIn page. And and not only for, and and this applies whether you are uh, an employee somewhere, but even for small business owners and entrepreneurs. So um, I, anyway, so stay tuned. She's going to explain to us why it is so important to have a good professional bio and LinkedIn page. So let's, let's hear Nicolette's answer. Professional bio and also LinkedIn page are for those serious career-minded individuals who are looking to take it a step beyond the original resume. A lot of times as a resume, we kind of cut those away or only pull those out when it comes time to actively looking for a job. However, when you're not actively looking, you should always have something else to present to someone should they ask for an opportunity that may not you may not have even thought of. And especially when it comes down to your LinkedIn profile, when you're looking at your LinkedIn profile, you want to make sure that it is highlighting all of your skills and your abilities, and more importantly, your accomplishments and the results that you've gotten from your work on a LinkedIn profile. And that's something that you maintain consistently. And I always tell people in every time that they get a new performance review or new skills or a new class that they've taken or a new credential, the first thing they need to do is go to that LinkedIn page and continuously update that with that new information. 
So when it is time to pull together a natural resume, all you have to do is pull that information, transfer it there. And same with an updated resume. If you've currently got an updated resume, take that resume information and then update your profile. So they go hand in hand because it makes you look like a full, rounded professional. And that's what I try to teach my clients and show my clients and also create their LinkedIn pages to make sure that they're always showing their best foot forward. And that professional bio, you never know when there's an opportunity that you may have to speak somewhere, that you may have to present somewhere, and then they'll ask you, well, do you have a professional bio? And you're like, oh, let me go hurry up and create one. Same thing. <laughs> Always have it ready and available and update it consistently so it's not, not too old. At least you don't have to start from scratch because a lot of people come to me, I need it next week. I'm doing a presentation. Can you get it done? So, of course, that puts people like me under the gun to try to hurry <laughs> up and get it together. And I'm like, okay, now just send it to me as a maintenance so I can keep up to date with your stuff so it's always ready for you. So it's very important, only for the serious career-minded professionals. If you're not really a serious career-minded professional, don't worry about it. But I imagine that most of your um, um, listeners are entrepreneurs and professionals and serious about how they appear on LinkedIn and also when they present their professional bio. I love that advice about doing it right away when you get like some kind of you know update. You know, or, you know, like you said, getting a certification. Because so often, you know, if we don't do it, then we wind up forgetting about it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and then, exactly. You know, yeah. So I think that's that's great advice. Now, one other thing I want to ask you about, with, especially with as it relates to LinkedIn, is you know in this day and age, um, there's really no job security anymore. And if you're, uh, and and actually I was I was actually participating in a telesummit not too long ago, geared at like um, corporate professionals who are having to kind of undergo a, a midlife change <laughs> of career, mm-hmm. whether whether by choice or not. So if you are, let's say you're over 50 and suddenly now you're forced to, you know, try to find a new job, what do you think about, um, you know, because normally I recommend to my clients that they need to have a good professional headshot to go along with their LinkedIn profile. But if someone is concerned that maybe they're going to look older and people aren't going to want to hire them, should they still put that headshot on there? Um, what, What do you recommend to clients? Well, I say yes, because we can't paint every employer with a big stroke, paintbrush stroke, because a lot of times employers are looking for the seasoned professional to come in and assist those younger professionals. Not every company is looking for for a young face because with a young face or um, not much experience comes with, oh, no, now I have to train this person. Now I have to, you know, get this person up to speed. But if you walk in the door with your credentials to back up that photo, you shouldn't have a problem at all. (laughs) So don't worry about looking mature on your photo. If you are bringing a good and you are showcasing your goods, I wouldn't even worry about that. Just make sure that it's a darn good-looking photo and your uh, LinkedIn profile is tight. All right. I like that advice. Yeah, because I think maybe it, it, it may be actually, you know, a mindset issue and that 
they're probably projecting their own, you know, fears a little bit onto the person. Yes. And if they can kind of get out of their own way, then it's going to be a lot better off for them. So that's good. Right. Advice, exactly. Like and especially, Gore, you just said something, their own fears, because your photo can project that confidence. I know what I'm doing, or does it project, oh, let me just take this photo and put it up here on LinkedIn. So your personality and your confidence has to come through that photo, and that's why it's important to, if you can afford to, go ahead and get a professional, pay for a professional shot, because that photographer can pull that out of you. If you don't, you know, if you don't want to go and get a professional headshot done, go ahead and have someone take it for you, but make sure you take several of them, and they can be done with an um, iPhone, and because mm-hmm. they take great pictures, or even the Android phones are now saying that they take even better pictures than iPhones. Take it and take <laughs> several, several pictures, and make sure that you're looking professional, that you're, it's a clean background, and you're exuding confidence through your photo to back up what you have articulated in your actual profile. Okay, awesome. Mm-hmm. That's great advice. I love it. I love it. Now, let's kind of go to the other side of it, and let's say that you're an employer and you're looking to, um, you know, maybe you're going on to LinkedIn and you're looking for people to to hire for your company. What what kind of employees should you be looking for? What, what are some kind of ideal characteristics that you need to be watching out for? Well, one of the things is if I'm looking at, first of all, LinkedIn page, I think back to the Janet Jackson song, What Have You Done For Me Lately? I am looking for, <laughs> I am looking for your most recent results. Uh, what have you done lately? Don't tell me about something that you've done back in the 80s or even the 90s. What have you done recently to accomplish any type of results that are actively? Because sometimes people will articulate something that's probably obsolete, um, that we don't even do those types of things anymore. I mean, I'm not going to talk about the fact that, you know, I was very good at paging people with a pager when that's obsolete <laughs> right now. So what right. you want to do is make sure that you have the most um, current accomplishments on there and results and showing that you're actively um, working and engaged in your actual career. So I'm looking for somebody who's going to be really working it and really showing those skills. And then I'm looking for the type of competencies. Can they not only speak to the results but are based on what they're doing in their um, jobs, are there the competencies that I'm looking for? So when you're writing a LinkedIn page, it has to have some of those buzzwords for the industry that you're most interested in. Because if it's not there, you're not necessarily going to pull up in the results either. So you want to make sure that the competencies are there. So that's what I'm looking for. I'm going to first search you by the competencies. I'm going to search you by the actual um, title, what you're doing, and sometimes the background. And you want to make sure that you're looking for that so it can, it's a better fit for you and that you're not wasting time. So making your search a little bit more streamlined, that's what I would recommend employers to do. And those employees who are wanting to be searched, make sure your profile is also um, packed with those buzzwords and keywords according to that industry so you can show up in the results for those employers. Excellent. Excellent. I love that. Um, great advice for, for both sides of it, that's for sure. Now, mm-hmm. when, you, when you do find someone that seems like they're going to be a good match for you, what do you need to have in place when you get ready to hire um, to hire an employee? What, what do you need to have as a business owner? 
And especially for small business owners, I would say you need to have your processes in place and have a play-by-play book, basically a playbook, so you can give to that employee and train them um, accordingly. You you shouldn't bring someone on where you have not written out your own processes that you want to transfer over to that new employee. Otherwise, the new employee will become confused, not necessarily engaged in their work, and, and also not allowing you to do what you need to do because they're going to continue to come and ask you questions on how to do the next process. So before you bring on an employee, you think about what will you have this employee doing and then put it in a book. Just like if you think about a big corporation, they have an employee handbook. So you and small business owners need to have an employee handbook as well. Does it have to be 30, 40, 50 pages long? No. Should it be to the actual job that you're hiring for? Yes. So make sure that you have that in place so, therefore, you're not wasting money paying someone who keeps asking you questions and you end up doing it anyway. (laughs) So why do you even have this person? So make sure that you have a um, a nice outline, being able to train them on every facet, and then someone that you can trust that will pick up those processes and run with it, allowing you to be be able to create more for your business and now work on the task within your business. Oh, that's that's very good. Yeah, because I know, and, and it doesn't even, this doesn't even have to apply to a full-time employee either. I think it's just as important for, like, say you're hiring a virtual assistant. I know I made a rookie mistake the first time I hired a virtual assistant, and that I didn't really have those systems in place very well. And it was, that was a huge mistake for me because then, of course, she wasn't meeting my expectations, but it really wasn't her fault. She didn't know what the heck I wanted. So I learned exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And I love that you said meeting expectations. Well, what were the expectations? Did you outline those? Did you articulate those? And because otherwise you're setting a person up for failure, and when they fail, guess who else fail? You do too. So you don't want that. So have that in place before because it's nice to say, oh, I need help, I need help, I need help. If you really need that help, take off a day off of the business of your business and sit down and create that. And then you will be so much more efficient in the long run when you are able to present that to that new employee you want to bring on board. All right. I hope you enjoyed uh, that interview. but guess what? There's going to be more (laughs) because I had such a great time with her and we're just kind of getting into the groove. So uh, I want you to make sure that you uh, stay tuned for tomorrow um, when we're going to have part two of my interview with Nicolette Barrett, because we're going to get into uh, more information about once you hire employees, how do you keep them? <laughs> you know, how do you actually keep them? And also we talk a little bit as well about things that she would have done differently if she were starting her business today. Because we all make mistakes when we're when we're starting a business. And I thought it would be uh, important to be able to uh, and informative for her to share some of the mistakes she's made so that we can all learn from them. So I hope you tune in for part two of my interview with Nicolette Barrett. And I'm also going to have Uh, some information about her in the show notes as well so you will be able to get all that great information on her so 
Uh, as always, I appreciate you being one of our podcast listeners. I encourage you to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. And if you'd be so kind as to leave us a review, that would be fantastic as well. And also, I'd love to hear from you. Please let me know if you have any ideas for future episodes. You can connect with me online on Twitter at Gloria Rand and use the hashtag WriteSellSucceed. I can't wait to hear from you. And I am also going to be sharing some uh, some big plans that I've got coming up here uh, soon. <laughs> Things that I'm working on. And so we're going to be, so stay tuned. You're going to be finding out all about that in future episodes of the podcast. Uh, I can't wait. It's, it's more about the success and how to be able to achieve success uh, in your life and in your business. So uh, so make sure that you are subscribed so you don't miss any of that. So as always, I am Gloria Rand, wishing all of you much peace, love, and prosperity. Thanks for listening to the Right Sell Succeed podcast. Want more information? Visit GloriaRand.com. And don't forget to follow Gloria on Twitter at Gloria Rand. Let Gloria know you're listening. Use the hashtag Right Sell Succeed. Succeed.